Badgers Family Gaming Podcast. My name is Stephen Dutzman. I am your host, and I am joined, as always, once again, after a hiatus caused by natural disasters, etc., with one of my very best friends in the whole wide world, Amanda Farrow, the Princess of Power. How are you? You know, surviving. Yeah. How's it going on your end? You have power again, so that's, yeah, you know, power positive. now. So everybody's going to be listening and be like, Wow, Steve, you've just been like doing wow podcasts. We thought that's really all you did. And you're not wrong because that's all we were able to do. The Engage Family Gaming podcast had a, a temporary hiatus caused by any number of just shenanigans. Fortunately, shenanigans we are is back. A very good way of putting it. Shenanigans, chicanery, yeah. tomfoolery. Uh, it's, but it's, not so far to say skullduggery. Not skullduggery yet. But who knows? We'll get there. Who knows what's happening next week? Correct. And so, so much has happened in the last two weeks, Amanda. Ah, uh, yeah. So, it's been busy over I, on virtual economy, too, let me tell you. Well, we're going to talk about virtual economy in just a moment. Don't get ahead of ourselves into the sponsorship. That's thing. my job. That's my I job. know. Well, you keep me on task. So, so much has happened. Here's what we did folks, Amanda and I, rather than trying to figure out in what order things happened, because frankly, time is a flat circle. I don't know what day it is right now. <laughs> Other than the fact that I know that it is podcast reset day. day. It's podcast day. Also, it is reset day in World of Warcraft. So I know that is how I know my weeks. So what we did is we're going to break it down and we're going to tell you what happened the last couple weeks with Xbox. Mm-hmm. What happened the last couple weeks with Sony and what happened the last couple weeks with Nintendo? Because guess what? Big old news for all three of them. Some bigger than others, but all interesting. Yes. But we're also going to talk about video games because but Amanda and I both managed to play some video games over the last two weeks, which we is sure impressive did. considering the fact that I was without power for three days. So true. Sit tight, folks. But before we get into the topics, I do want to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by the Virtual Economy Podcast. Released, what, like 47 episodes since our last one? <laughs> 47 episodes in two weeks? No, I don't I don't think so, so but like, there have been a lot. So like four, probably. Yeah, two, I think there's 47. four or five. Same, same difference. Same difference to me. You guys have been absolutely killing it, and I'm sure this week you are going to have all sorts of stuff to talk about because we're going to get a little bit of a teaser in the next few moments. Also, another sponsor is another Engaged Family Gaming podcast. That is EFG, LFG, PSD. We just recorded our fifth episode yesterday Rock talking about on. – talking about wow and getting ready for the expansion and we talked about the goth kids yesterday amanda you may even want to listen to it i'll so have to go listen to that one you can live the wow life vicariously by listening to dana and i that's what i do i go from hating the goth kids to liking the goth kids by the end of the show you see a gradual transformation like i'm not quite there with like the all black and the guy liner but i'm pretty close it's there it's very very close so that's pretty much it we got two big sponsors the these two awesome podcasts that amanda does with mike footer and i do with dana brown and it's super fun let's go around the horn amanda because i have been dying to talk to you about video games i know so ladies first all right have been playing the sensation that has taken over the universe in the last i'd say week it's only been out for a week it's only been a week only it feels like forever why don't you tell us all about fall guys absolutely so fall guys is a jelly bean party royale game 
where it is a combination of Total Wipeout, if you've ever seen, and and like every Japanese game show ever, and then they made it into a battle royale. So the aim of it is there are a number of different party games that you get to play, like trying to steal everybody else's tail to the more horrifying obstacle courses like Slime Climb and Whirly Gig and that kind of thing. And then there are other ones where you're playing soccer. So anyway, the point of this game is to get the crown at the end of it is to get to the finale because this is recorded and this is like a recorded tv show i'm saying that with like quote fingers that's the narrative underpinning is that you're playing these little jelly bean characters in a game show essentially so the aim is to get to the finale so stupid in all the very best ways absolutely the biggest problem that there is with any massively multiplayer game especially battle royale games is dealing with griefers and hackers and they're already having to deal with a lot of those exploits over in fall guys which is too bad but i did a fall guys stream over the weekend with gabe and it was immensely fun it was so much fun he was sitting right behind me And we played Fall Guys for an hour and we got to the finale. I got to the finale once, but I didn't make it. And Gabe didn't quite get there. But that boy has been practicing every day since then. And he just got to the finale tonight for the first time. So he was so hype. He was so super hype about it. He's playing it on my laptop because it's like the only other machine in this house that can, you know, run fall guys that doesn't have to be attached to a monitor or have to be attached to a television so sure yeah because it's on pc and ps4 right now yes it's on playstation plus so if you have playstation plus you can go and do the rocket league thing and download this incredible game that has moved two million copies in one week well, how about two million on steam which means they downloaded a bunch on ps4 and i'm sure they're making money on that oh yeah how but they're getting paid. Mm-hmm. Small little team. I love these little stories. I mean, it's a relatively small team. This is not three four three studios making this. No, and... it is not. It's Mediatonic. They've made a they've made a handful of of really interesting games in the past. Like they're not super super small, but Fall Guys is also published by Devolver Digital because it's weird, and Devolver yeah. loves weird. And I suspect now that it's successful, Devolver loves weird, but Devolver also likes money. Oh, yeah. And And they almost always make money on the games that they're publishing. I'm sure that they were like, all right, let's just let's let's just keep it this weird. But now that it is this smash success based on its weirdness, I would be stunned if the leash is off and they can just do whatever they want. They're already adding a new game mode. They are. Either today or tomorrow. Very soon. Very soon. the idea is they have a bunch of maps yeah. slash mini games already, and you just randomly yeah. play through them. Mm-hmm. And so they're just going to add more over time. Absolutely, because they want to keep the gameplay nice and fresh, and they want to make sure that even the vet players, those players that have like sunk a number of hours into the game already, that they try to have something new for them. It's not going to be like on a Fortnite development schedule because they don't have those kinds of resources. But there, there's also like a lot of talk on Twitter about, oh, hey, wouldn't it be great if there were these um, promotional crossovers so that you could see things like, and this will never happen in a million years, but people have been wishing for things like Little Pyramid Head running around Fall Guys and being all spooky. I'm going to make a prediction. We're going to be on this podcast and we're going to be like, oh, this thing is in Fall Guys. 
that we never saw coming. If Mega Man ended up in there or whatever, that's not a surprise, whatever. Like, he's cute. It would work perfectly. Somebody is going to be in there. I don't know. I was watching a Gary Witta stream today, and mm-hmm. he was wearing the suit from the dude from Half-Life. Yes. So, so there, like, there are a number of crossovers already. A lot of them are Devolver Digital, and yeah. there will be some other stuff in there that'll be, you know, Steam-oriented, especially if you're playing it on Steam, because it's only available on two platforms, and that's yeah. PlayStation and PC. So, just want, I just want to dress up my jelly bean like Shovel Knight. That's really all I want. I think that's I'm dressed up as a unicorn fairy princess, and I'm very happy about it. Because of course you are. Of course. Uh, so I'm happy to report everyone in my house has tried it, including the general. Ooh, what does the general think? General likes it. The awesome. general wanted to play more, but you know, what we were we did the Splatoon thing. With Splatoon, God. we used to just pass the controller because the advantage is unlike a game of PUBG or a game of Fortnite, like if you do really well in Fortnite, those games can take a half hour. They they can yeah. take a while. They can. These games, just by their nature, very short. since you're racing with everybody, and it, mm-hmm. there's there's no advantage to waiting, you know? So they move no. quick in, in most cases. I mean, yeah. the, a lot of them are rate literal races to the finish line. So the games went really fast. It was just hard for her to learn how to play when it's she would tough. have a turn, and then four people would go through. And I tried sure. to drop out, so I was like, listen, I can play this whenever I want. I'm an adult. Sure. I can play this at two in the morning with a big old bowl of ice adult. cream and no one can stop me. And she Whatever, was like, whatever, well, I, I do what I want. Exactly. And she was like, well, actually, I can stop you because you shouldn't be having ice cream at two in the morning, but that's the whole thing. <laughs> that's and a whole thing. So, And clearly, we're going to come back to it. Meggie played it. And oh, what does she, Miss Meggie think? She really liked it. She enjoyed it. She loved how Miss stupid Bibi it was. did not like it. Okay. So it was a little bit more chaotic for her? I think that for her, she doesn't like that it was so luck-based and not skill-based. Factually correct. It's a little crazy. It is really frenetic. It is not the kind of game that I want to play all the time, but it's a game that I very much so enjoy watching, and I enjoy watching people's reactions to it. I really enjoyed watching Gabe tonight before I came came yeah. down here for my podcast. So this is good stuff. I'm pretty, pretty happy about this game. I watched a stream with a bunch of pro wrestlers on Twitch in squad in the squad mode thing. We mm-hmm. have like four different people. Yeah. And it was a bunch of pro wrestlers who uh, it's Tuesday, so they ain't got nothing to do today. And so they were the <laughs> four of them were playing and the goal is they're all going to they all bought costumes so they could match their fall guys character and oh so my apparently goodness. this is going to and only one of them Cesaro the Swiss cyborg was wearing a pirate outfit of course including the hat with the captain sparrow hair and clearly As he one does Clearly, he didn't have sleeves on. He was wearing a vest, but he's also a very large man, so he can do whatever he wants. I'm not going to stop him. So Fall Guys is so cute. Everybody, this is my your homework. Uh, if you have PlayStation Plus, go download this game. Even if it doesn't sound... It's included sound in your subscription. Awesome, it's included. Go download it. You will eventually have people at your home again. I promise. And this is the perfect kind of game to just throw out all ages. That's the one thing I really like about it. This is all ages fun. And you can just pass the controller or just let the kids play it while you all watch because it's super dumb, super fun. That is Fall Guys. It's also on PC. So rock out there. I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna get a little more serious. All right. And talk about the Avengers. 
All right, let's do it. Walk me through it, because I haven't. I obviously did not check out the beta this weekend. So it's beta month. It is. You got plenty of time. I, I got a I got a beta code. I did. All right. So okay. I will I will be sitting down probably this Sunday because my birthday is on Saturday. So Happy I will be playing on Sunday. Thank Everyone you. Tomorrow from when you listen to this. <laughs> Happy birthday. So I have to we're living in the future. So we are. Uh, so it's beta month. So all month there's various betas. Towards the end of the month is an open beta for everybody. There's yes. a lot of content in this beta. It yeah. is uh, the tutorial, which is stuff that if you are aware of the Marvel's Avengers game, is the stuff that they showed at E3. And the stuff it, I've already played. Yeah, the stuff you've already, yeah, because you played it at E3. I played it um, at, um, was it at, at PAX. PAX. Yeah, because okay. so uh, at, at E3 it was, I did. I played it at a trade show because at E3 it was closed door, press only, hands off. Yeah. So the stuff you've seen. Yes. And you've seen and played. So we finally got to play through that. And after that, it opens up into a pretty lengthy story segment, which I ended up having to watch on YouTube. We'll talk about this in a moment, where you play as the Hulk mm -hmm. and Ms. Marvel. Yes. And you kind of alternate a little bit. And then it opens up into some, like, a, a demo platter of some of the different kinds of missions that you'll be able to go into, which include uh, stockpiles, which are, I, it, they're basically quick strikes where you go oh, in cool. with more players and really it's just, I'm going to beat up a bunch of dudes and get loot. That's like literally it. It's a catch-up mechanic is what I can tell. From okay. an, I'm For me, I'm an MMO player and this felt like an MMO to me. Oh. And so I mean that in fascinating. the absolute best way. Hmm. So this feels like an MMO to me in that you have multiple characters and you're going to be encouraged to pick a main, but it, you, you can't necessarily always play that guy. So you're going to need alts. You need to level up all of them really eventually. And there are like these different kinds of missions that some of them are longer. Some of them are more challenging. Like they have these harm rooms that... It's the danger room. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's the danger room. But I know they can't call it the danger room. And no, because licensing. Those, those are just they're it's the it's the danger room. You fight monsters. It's and they're different scenarios. Some of mm -hmm. them are horde mode. And they've described a bunch of different stuff. All very cool. Give you an opportunity to play these different characters. And I gotta say, I had some problems. I initially thought that this was a huge game-breaking bug. I was having a huge problem with the camera. Mm -hmm. In that, as I was moving my dudes around in that tutorial, the camera would just freak out occasionally. Which, by itself, isn't too big of a deal. But it turns your character around. In oh. Things. Like when buying is Iron Man, and all of a sudden oh. the camera out it got it actually made me nauseous oh yeah it's, i remember you texted me about that just something that has never happened to me before like i have nothing makes me sick in video games i actually really was starting to get nauseous so i, I just deleted it i was like all right i'm done i know i knew that it was a bug and that i was going to try it again during the open beta maybe they would fix it i tweeted mm -hmm. about it deleted it called it a day evan went on to reddit and was like, hey, dad, I think it was because you were using a third party controller. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. And then he showed me a Reddit thread of a bunch of people who were using third party controllers who were having similar problems. Oh, and I was like, OK, so the next day I downloaded it again, mm -hmm. used a 
fully charged. In fact, I plugged it in, so I had no shenanigans, DualShock 4, mm-hmm. and no camera problem. So I'm sure Damn. this is an issue that I'm sure it was reported to them because there was a big old Reddit thread about it. I'm sure it's going to get fixed. I'm sure. The problem was, because of the fact that I had installed it and there was there's a relatively complicated installation process for the beta. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because they need to collect your data for you to sign in because they're giving rewards out for completing the demo. And so you need to, it's complicated. But the whenever I tried to continue past that opening demo, the tutorial rather, mm-hmm. it kept telling me that I needed to wait until everything was downloaded. And I was like, dude, I did download it. So clearly I broke it by deleting it. I'm just going to wait until there's a new beta because I'm sure there's going to be a fresh one when it's open where sure. I don't have to sign into an account and I can just re-download it. I'm excited to do that. But the combat seemed fine to me. It yeah. absolutely is very simple. This is not a stylish action game. Like if somebody's no. coming in here expecting Devil May Cry or... It is not Devil May Cry. It's not. And they don't want it to be. This is meant to be fairly simple, cool, and cinematic, but not very complex. And frankly, as someone who is not terribly good at stylish action games, I'm okay with that. I just want to be the Hulk and punch dudes or eventually the Vision and fly and shoot forehead lasers. That's really Oh, I've met you. I know what you're you're going for. I'm all about. You know what I'm I know what you're about. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is, I will say this much, it's absolutely gorgeous. The soundtrack is bananas good. I love how all the heroes feel completely different. Mm -hmm. So, and that was absolutely true. And I'm sure you remember some of that from when you did your demo. They all feel very different. And there's plenty more design space for more heroes. And yeah, so I'm in. All right. Cool. Even though it was broken, it was my fault. And so I'm going to own that. Well, no, it wasn't your fault. It was well, still it was still on the game. Oh, that whole situation. Yes, yeah. that you breaking it on that. Con- yes, okay. not the bug. Yeah, the bug was weird. But mm. what I should have done, the lesson that I learned, and my son told me this, he says, Dad, next time, why don't you just let me look it up on the internet before you delete the game? And I was like, you know what, son? You're right. You're right. I learned a lesson in patience from a 14-year-old. What does that say? I've, it's been a rough I week. think it. I think that it means that maybe we've been in quarantine for too long. <laughs> it has. It really has. When he turns into my uncle Iroh, something has gone wrong. So, yeah, but it was fun, man. Yeah, I that's good. Love, I love punching dudes. I know you and do. It was... <laughs> Somehow my wife, because she watched it, somehow through all of this, because we've been talking about this on the podcast for years at this point, because it was announced mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Yep. She did not know that it wasn't the MCU Avengers. So, like, the opening splash screen is, like, all of them just standing in a row. And she was like, that's not Chris Evans. And I was like. <sighs> the money it would have taken for that? Way too much. Too rich. Oh, really? Clearly, I mean, it wasn't cheap getting the A team of voice actors to to do them either. But no, Chris Evans and True. all of them. Uh, but once she understood that this was just a different thing, yeah, it's its own universe. Like they're yeah. they're yeah. they are completely brand new imaginings within the reasonable framework that Marvel put together. But it has nothing to do with the MCU, which is good. 
I think that exploring new, I think that exploring new stories within Marvel, within these Marvel characters is awesome. Yeah. And I think the framework they have, which is set up very nicely in that tutorial is great. Just fine. It's a perfect excuse. Fabulous. Superheroes to do stupid things and fight big old stupid robots and other random unnamed superheroes or supervillains. And I can't wait to play as Vision. So if you're listening, Square Enix slash Crystal Dynamics, put Vision in the game. I mean, I'm buying it anyway, so I guess I'm not really voting with my wallet. Like, (laughs) But so, yeah, that's the Avengers beta. If you are interested, towards the end of this month, open beta, give it a shot. Absolutely. PS4, Xbox One, PC, mm-hmm. and they have said that they have a focus on cross-generational play first, and then they'll worry about cross-play later. Cross, yeah, exactly. Cross-platform play later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 another bridge they want to cross later. They'll fly over it later. Uh, but for uh, now, they're going to try and make it work on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X because obvi. <laughs> totally. So let's talk about some news. I know you're not – you're like you're like – old hat steve i've been talking about the news non-stop so three major platform holders yes. all of them have crazy things to talk about mm-hmm. uh, ladies choice you want to talk about nintendo first sony's choice or sony we, or Xbox? i feel like we should start with sony because we were talking about the avengers so why don't we go ahead and segue straight into sony shenanigans specifically with regards to the avengers so what did sony do so Sony did what it was well within its rights to do, which was lock down Spider-Man. And Spider-Man is part of a, and nobody has the details of what this licensing agreement looks like. But part of what Mike and I have been talking about is, look, it was either Spider-Man ended up as a PlayStation exclusive or there was no Spider-Man at all. Because Spider-Man was never going to be on PC. It was He was never going to be on Xbox. Um, because of those licensing agreements, because Sony has, um, I believe Sony also has cinematic rights as well. So, yeah, so there's that. And that's been contentious and messy to have Spider-Man be a part of the Avengers as a result of licensing from Sony. Um, and then there is also Marvel's Spider-Man, which was the game developed by insomniac yep. soon to be followed up with spider-man miles morales yep. so lots of licensing stuff going on there nothing of which we know anything about in terms of like concrete details but the messaging around this was really messed up where it's just like oh yeah you know if you want to play as spider-man you know like suck it up and go buy it on playstation versus hey it's either it was on playstation or it was not at all and we really want you to be able to play as Spider-Man. But So if you love Spider-Man, we understand. We'd love to bring Spider-Man everywhere. But as it is, Spider-Man can only be on PlayStation. So come hang out with us and web-sling there. And the, the end result of that announcement was that the internet oh, got exploded. angry. They got real and mad. They got real mad, as the internet tends to do about I mean, everything. Yes, yeah. Outrage, outrage culture on the internet is definitely a thing that we all contend with on a regular basis. Um, but at the same time, you know, like I understand the frustration and I understand feeling like 
okay, but I thought we were beyond console exclusives for characters. Like, that's garbage. It's like saying there's a GameStop exclusive. And, you know, like, it was. it's bad enough that that there have been a number of console exclusives for for Destiny, for Call of Duty, but the the console exclusives are becoming less and less common. So I think people are just fatigued. They're just like, okay, well this is not super consumer friendly and it just seems like you're just messing us messing around with us when in actuality there is a very very reasonable business underpinning that's driving that carriage versus it just being in an arbitrary Sony wants to screw everyone. Well, now it's Sony has the rights, so Sony gets to do what they want with those rights within contractual obligation. And they paid a lot of money for those rights. Oh big and so it it was a it was a mess for a couple of days on the internet you couldn't really mention spider-man without somebody crawling into your mentions to say they that they hate sony or that they hate square enix i don't know listen it's a business deal it is what it is but i will say this the end result is i pre-ordered it on playstation 4 so i could play spider-man and we did too because i wanted to play that game and i want to enjoy it with my kids and i certainly wanted to play spider-man i think what really hit me is that this is not like some b-tier it's not like the punisher right the playstation it's the big dog you know what i mean yeah it's like making a wrestling game and being like hulk hogan only on playstation only like, on playstation a little or like the rock you know if the rock was only on xbox that would leave a bad taste in some people's mouths and i totally get it fortunately the furor on the internet seems to have died down a little bit on that there's more things to be upset about and we'll get there <laughs> yeah we're not done yet. That was one thing that happened over the last two weeks. But yep. Sony did have a state of play showcase where they revealed a bunch of. They said that it was not a PlayStation Five thing. That it was mostly and they about kept PlayStation. To that. They they made no significant PlayStation Five console announcements. They showed some PlayStation Five games, but the long and short is they made it very clear. We ain't telling you the price. We ain't telling you the release date. We ain't telling you when you can pre-order it. Leave us alone. Which, frankly, was the correct decision. Because had they not said that... Oh, people would have been so upset. And they just said, hey, we have a state of play on Thursday. I would have walked in expecting it to be the final information. So they did a good job. I'm going to do a quick rundown of what they announced that's family-friendly. You tell me to stop if you want to talk about it. Yeah, no problem. I've got them all in front of me. They showed real gameplay of Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Mm-hmm. which I could not care less about, but whatever. It's I'm not a Crash fan. So. There's going to be some people that this is their like hype game of the year. That's fine. Right? Power and to I, them. More power to them. Fun fact, my son Evan really into the Hitman 3 VR trailer. I don't. He's very into Hitman. I don't know why. So moving on, I told him no, but whatever. Braid is getting an anniversary edition with hand-painted art in the background. That was Even weird. though, yeah, well, and considering its 10-year anniversary was two years ago, so it's like a 12th anniversary edition. I don't know. I have a lot of problems with Braid's creator, so... Yeah, either way. There's that. Yeah, there's that. He's a... He's, he's a He's a special human. He is a person. And so that was, that completely caught me off guard. How about mm-hmm. Splunky 2 coming out September 15th out of nowhere? And Looks awesome. I, it does look awesome. I had to explain what Spelunky was to my kids. I don't know why. I just assumed that they knew about it. Like, oh, it yeah, because like my this. kids play Spelunky. Yeah, right? It's a T rated game, though. It is. So. 
Well, I mean, I just assumed that they knew about it because of like YouTube culture and stuff like that. Just I, I, I maybe didn't it's realize just not that. And yeah, maybe it's just not as not as popular right yeah. this second. But I think Spelunky Two is going to skyrocket it again because oh, yeah. September fifteenth is coming fast, and that game looks heckin' great. It does look great. For those that don't know, Spelunky is a procedurally generated, like it is a 2D platformer with lots of secrets and it's a roguelike. It's rogue a dungeon crawler. Yeah, it's a dungeon crawler. It's a roguelike. So every time you die, you have to start over completely. And the whole idea is that you have to just kind of keep exploring it and seeing all these secrets. And there's whole communities built around finding some of the weird interactions and weird stuff in this game from yeah. the first one. And one would presume. Yeah that the second one would have at least as much shenanigans. Also, it looks really pretty. Yes. Then we scroll down. They announced a really interesting puzzle game called The Pedestrian. I'm going to tell everybody yes. to just go to the YouTubes and look cool. up The Pedestrian trailer. Yeah. It is impossible for Amanda and I to describe it. And the two of us have been talking slash writing about video games for almost as long as video games have been around. And I can't do it. I try. No, I can't either. It, it's... I think that I could put it into a couple of words. Weird indie stickmen. Yep, puzzle game. The the, yeah, the puzzle game. <laughs> the puzzle game. Weird indie puzzle game. But it's very pretty. It's gorgeous. So we're taking a look at it. Yeah. They finally showed us gameplay for Bug Snacks. We know what we're doing. Bug Snacks! All right. So let's talk about Bug Snacks. Okay. It's bug Snacks. So bug tell snacks. us, what, what am I doing when I play Bug Snacks? Because they showed us gameplay and I still don't really understand. Look, I, I still don't quite understand what we're supposed to be doing in Bug Snacks. I still, I am on... So what it seems like we're supposed to be doing is we're supposed to be capturing Bug Snacks and analyzing Bug Snacks and collecting bug snacks that was kind of the impression that i gave and like that was kind of like a research it's like a research job that was that was the impression that i was getting but it also kind of sounds like a survival game at the same time i don't know that's what it reminded me of it looks like it's in first person too yeah you know, it's weird i want it weird you know what gave me is some like really interesting viva pinata vibes oh yeah low-key but it is still but enough to scratch that itch enough to yeah, definitely. It is still cute. It is clearly not just a song. And if you want to know, be careful because it will stick in your head. But go look Forever. up the next song on the internet. I won't sing it. And all the monsters slash animals are made out of food. So it's pretty cute. It's pretty it's cute. It's bug snacks. So uh, probably my my son Jacob's game of the show was The Pathless from the creators That's... of Abzu. Yes basically you're on an island that is supposedly very big there is no map it's an open world and you are and the cursed. hunter it's cursed well of course it's cursed and there's demons everywhere and you are a hunter that has a bird and a bow and arrow and you're just running around like shooting targets and doing trick shots and using magical powers and uh fighting demons and it has a very cool art style oh yeah I am all in on the pathless. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't really sure what to think of this game when I first saw it because all we saw was the trailer. Um, what was it? A couple months ago? Was yeah. it a month ago? It was a couple months ago, I think. Time's a flat circle. Who cares? And it is also a social construct, and I never see my friends anymore, so whatever. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't really. What's that? 
You see me once a week. Yeah, I don't see you in person. So while it counts, it doesn't count. That's fair. Um, But yeah, I didn't really know what to think of the path list. But seeing that somewhat deep dive for this was super, super cool because it was like, this is really good platforming. And it's platforming that is seamless. And it it had that kind of Breath of the Wild feel to it without, you know, making me deal with the mechanics of Breath of the Wild that I very much so dislike. But it has a lot of those cinematic elements. You had to do that. No, no, I didn't have to. I chose to. (laughs) I'll let it go this time. You get one slam on Breath of the Wild. I'm not, I'm not slamming Breath of the Wild. I am telling you that there are mechanics in that game that I do not care for. That's not the same thing as me dragging it and dragging the people that like it. You go on with your bad self. So uh, I will allow it. I will allow it. We're not going to fight about it because we're, we're too, not going to fight about it. It's fine. So, it's cool. So the path, path looks, looks awesome. Looks amazing. And it's like, yes, I, w- I will go to here. Yes. So speaking of breath of breath of the wild. So uh, which <laughs> are we going to talk about Genshin Impact? We're absolutely going to talk about breath of the waifu. It is <laughs> Genshin Impact. All right, guys. So th- so Listen, they went through. I will play this one because maybe it won't have weapon degradation. And the weapon deg- I, t- I got into a fight with this with Anthony John Agnello. Don't don't. Like 20, no, he was on the show and he and I argued about it for 20 minutes. And I actually had him concede that I was possibly correct, but that he didn't like it anyway. It forces you to fight in different weapon styles, just like they did in Wind Waker, because you had to... I didn't play Wind Waker. Should, because it's cute. But anyway, Genshin Impact. So they finished Pathless, and they did like a transition or whatever, and then they busted into this, which was this anime nonsense. And we've been doing a lot of anime nonsense here in quarantine. My sons have been... So uh, Shonen Jump has oh, that's taken on my over my children. And so they've been doing all the Naruto's and I'm learning oh. all about like Rasengan's and Rasen shurikens and also like, I don't even know. I'm learning a lot about ninjas. You're learning a lot about shonen anime. Shonen anime. Well, I knew a lot about shonen anime. Shonen anime. Shonen anime because it's been around Jesus. since it was age appropriate for me. No, so, no, it's true. It is old as heck. It is old as heck. So they showed this stuff and I was watching this with my two sons and they were like, dad, this is like anime is all get out. And I was like, yeah, what is going on? It's and Breath of the Waifu and I'm really that it's into Breath it. Of Waifu, it's Breath of the Waifu. Basically, it's just, it's, it, it, I think this is, is this the game that they were protesting? This is the game. Okay. This is the one. So this was released in, it was either released or revealed in Japan. Revealed. And it was very much like all the scenarios that they showed off were very much Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild combat scenarios. Yes. And the monsters looked very similar. Yes. The difference is instead of having one protagonist, you choose between what I believe is like five or six. All of them have different fighting styles and different weapons. And they all look really cute. They all look really cute. They're awesomely designed anime women. And I think there's a dude, I think, I don't know. It's anime. So they're kind of androgynous sometimes. I don't Well, the men are androgynous. The women are very clear. So I started confused. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, this is kind of like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, but anime, and I'm into it. And then at the end of it, I was like, I want to know when this is coming, and I want to play this right now. Send me a code. Because <laughs> what it looks like is those combat scenarios, which I played for many hundreds of hours, mm-hmm. but I get to do it differently 
with crazy anime powers, and that sounds awesome to me. If you want to know what I'm talking about, look up Genshin Impact. It's nuts. It looks bonkers, <laughs> and I think I'll play it. I watched the reveal like a year ago, and then I watched this one, and truthfully, it does look like they've changed some of the stuff. It does. I don't know if... It, clearly, they understood that they were treading on sacred ground, as it were, and so either... Dude, they had a guy break a PlayStation 4 in their booth. I know. I, I, I heard about that, but please, please, I wish that our view, I wish that our listeners could see my face so they could watch me roll my eyes so hard that I see my brain. When I say treading on sacred ground, listen, I'll do it again if you want. I'm going to not because she's going to like hurt the muscles that control arms. <laughs> I have to take her to that. Danielle will be very, very upset at you if that happens. How she'll be like, yeah. oh my God. Clearly they were making some people mad, potentially yes. risking lawsuits because I will also yes. say Nintendo is not known for being non-litigious. They, in fact, are extremely litigious. Their legal department ain't no joke. And so I think it makes sense. They re- they released it, and may- I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, and perhaps the Moblins they basically ripped from Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild were placeholder animations. Maybe. They don't, they don't look like that anymore. But, we're, but we're definitely going to play Breath of the Waifu, though, right? Uh, together. Oh. Okay. Same. So we're... <laughs> wow. Does he know what he we're talking got, about? He just got to the point in his game where he could hear me talk again. <laughs> okay. Breath of the Waifu... Come on. I want to slam my PlayStation 4 into the ground. Don't hate. Don't hate. All right, so... Steven says don't hate. We're going to buy it. Genshin is... No. (laughs) We're not embarrassing. (laughs) You're embarrassing. (laughs) Play your mock review and shut up, footer. (sighs) Unbelievable. Don't pay any attention to the man behind the curtain. Well, yeah. Don't pay attention to that man behind the curtain. They also finally gave us confirmation about the worst kept secret in video games. Temtem is coming to not PC. I'm excited about that. That's going to be I mean, awesome. Actually, I don't think it was a bad secret. I think they said no. it was coming to other platforms. But whatever. Yes. I just wanted to use that line. It's coming to PS5, Xbox One, and Switch. I will be waiting for the Switch version, personally. Mm-hmm. Temtem, if you don't know is a non-Pokemon Pokemon game, but legit, it's a Pokemon game. It's Pokemon, but not Pokemon, but make it multiplayer. Correct. But you start as a kid and you choose between three Pokemon that have different attack types and they have different mm-hmm. attacks. You know, like they're Pokemon, but they're Temtem. It's, it's Pokemon, but it's Temtem, yeah. But also Fine. you play it with your friends. Correct. Very MMOE. Very excited. The last thing... And this is for me and almost me alone. Man, did you think of me when you watched that 15-minute long deep dive into Steve Dutzman, the video game, otherwise known as Godfall? I just sat there and I'm like, you know who's probably losing it over this game? Steve. Um, How about I was pacing. We were at my sister's house because we had, you know, we had no power. And... So I was at my sister's house and their television is, you know, like mounted on the wall and it's high up in the air. And so I was pacing underneath it like a father in a waiting. Like, okay. And I was just, just kept looking at the screen and my kids were like, dad, what's going on? And I'm like, this is my game. And my dad was like, and my son was like, dad, this doesn't look dad. that fun. Yeah. 
He just doesn't look all that fun. And I was like, you be quiet. It really doesn't. And then he goes, I'm so sorry. It looks like it has potential to be fun, but the way that it was laid out, I was asleep by the end of it. Okay, I think part of it is because they were just like, we don't want to tell you that this is Dark Souls with Diablo. They like didn't want to do that because Gearbox, okay? Gearbox does not like to say when they're being derivative and just straight up copying game systems from other games, they just don't like to tell you. We've had this happen before. This is not a, remember when they made a MOBA and refused to call it a MOBA? Just shut up and call it a MOBA. Everybody will know what it is and we'll all be happy. We were all excited until you told us that this MOBA wasn't a MOBA and then we got confused. And then it completely tanked the game. Oh, I mean, it doesn't hurt that they put out their MOBA that's not a MOBA against Overwatch. <laughs> but <clears throat> but this Hero is not like they're going to release this game up against Bloodborne 2 or something. This is going to kind of like live on its own, and it's going to be great. There are two things that Steve Dutzman loves about video games. I like to beat dudes with pole arms, and I like to wear cool armor. And guess what this game is all about? finding cool armor and hitting people with pole arms so i'm kind of in i feel like this is a game that is perfect for you yes and you don't have to play it with me you and i can play breath of the waifu together so yes uh, let's do that otherwise known as genshin <laughs> impact so that was the, that was the place they, they showed off some some grown-up stuff no big deal the bulk of it though was kid friendly which was kind of cool I dug that. And I came away from the state of play plenty happy because they told me that they weren't telling me the price of the PlayStation 5 and I didn't get it. And nothing really surprised me. I was just pretty excited about some of the stuff. So that is Sony. That is Sony. So we did. We did Sony. You want to talk about Xbox next? Let's talk about Xbox. Let's close on Nintendo. Yeah. So Xbox had a rough day today. It's Tuesday. Yeah. And they announced that Halo Infinite, which was originally slated to be one of the Xbox Series X launch titles, has been delayed into 2021 with no definitive date therein. That sucks. Yes. And they cited that part of the reason why they're doing this is because COVID has had a significant impact. It's not the only game that has been delayed this year. It is not the only major game that game release that we are going to see delayed this year. If anyone thinks that anything is coming out on time in terms of software, they are greatly mistaken. I think there have been dozens of games delayed. I just think most of them were never announced. Like, I think that the big heavy hitters are all these games that were in the middle of their development and getting ready for E3 next year to be revealed. And they're like, hey, we need to get an orchestra into a room and we need all this stuff. And now they can't. Right. Well, there is that. And then there is the impact of some of the games that were getting closer to the announce window, where it would be anywhere between 8 and 12 months before release or anywhere between six and 12 months before the release, depending on what they want the announcement cycle to look like. So Microsoft and 343 announcing the delay of their flagship game for the Xbox Series X is devastating. There is no other way to put it. There's no other way to put that this is going to be not great. And I'll dive into the business reasons, like Mike and I will dive into the business reasons on virtual economy, which will probably go up on Saturday. So tomorrow, if you're listening to this when we're releasing the podcast. So stay tuned for more business analysis for that. But just looking at this from a consumer perspective, like why there are some people that were buying an Xbox Series X to play Halo Infinite. 
So Microsoft has some reorganizing that they're going to need to do. They're going to be, they're going to have to lean on third party titles. And by third party, I mean like any, any development studios that are not owned by Xbox game studios. Yep. So, and they have a number of studios that are in that collection, but very few of them have anything that is even remotely close to ready. Yeah. So they're going to have to lean on Xbox Game Pass, I guess. Yeah, which, man, a lot of those games you can already play on existing Xboxes. Already today, you know, I talked to the general, and we have a launch Xbox One, and a disk drive doesn't work. It's just a hot mess. And so we were waiting for the Series X to just be our replacement. And now I think that it is entirely possible that I might get an Xbox One S because I know they will be very inexpensive this year and it will play all of these Microsoft first party games Mm -hmm. and I'll probably be able to get it for holiday for a song because last year they were very inexpensive. Yes. And what's the point of buying an Xbox Series X? I just don't know what I would play. I like I want to play Assassin's Creed, but like I guess I could do that somewhere else. I'm admittedly in a privileged position in that for work, for this, I I do need to kind of move forward into the generations a little bit faster than a lot of other folks. But I know you know, my, one of our community managers, John Tomlinson, he does our social stuff. He he was like, I don't think I'm buying anything this year because there's nothing like I'm not convinced that these games are going to come out and I'm not going to pre-order a console. You know, why pre-order a console if you don't know what you're going to play? That's you an understand. Right yeah, it's an understandable thing, especially from a consumer perspective is, look, if you do not find the value in Xbox in Xbox Game Pass and there's nothing that is specifically and like they did go into it with their like we're going to we're going to talk about some of the other stuff that went along with the 343 announcement which was yeah, the yeah, Xbox yeah. the Xbox wire post about everything that we can be expecting. So why don't we jump into that then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I gave the bad news. You got the good yeah. news. Just the other stuff was cool. Yes. Yeah, the other stuff is is actually pretty okay. So we have a release window finally, a release month specifically about for the xbox series x yep and yes mike is sitting over there saying we were right because we were because we have been saying that november was going to be the launch window for probably both consoles yeah and they would probably launch either a week or two weeks in between to give like to give the other console a little bit of breathing room yeah so that's confirmed. It's confirmed that it is November. We don't have a specific date. We don't have any specific information about when we can put in those pre-orders. If, like, those of us privileged enough to do this for, you know, a vocation or as a hobby or whatever that is funded by other avenues and we don't have to worry about, like, oh, so there's nothing to play on launch. It doesn't really matter. I still need to get this for, like, review purposes and, yeah, for for work stuff. So so there was that. And this is also when Microsoft went into a little bit more detail about what consumers can be expecting from what folks rather can be expecting if they purchase the Xbox Series X during that launch window. So they talked about um, I think it was like there were going to be 40 games that were going to be up like back catalog games that were going to be optimized. But for Xbox Series X. And then I think there was like what, like 10, 10 games, I think. I gotta I gotta pull it up. 
from Xbox Wire. Games optimized for Xbox Series X is a pretty big deal because realistically, yes, that does make those games kind of launch titles. Right? Yeah. So what it's what it's saying here is here we go. So more than fifty new games planned for this year. So planned for this year across generations and optimized for Xbox Series X, including Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dirt Five, Gears Tactics, Cusa Like a Dragon, and Watch Dogs Watch Dogs Legion. There will be new games developed for Xbox Series X and launching with Game Pass, including the Medium, Scorn, and the Tetris Effect Connected. And then there's 40, then, like I said, there was the 40 games that were going to be newly optimized for Xbox Series X. And those games will include uh, titles like Destiny 2, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, Madden NFL 21, and so on and so forth. We just talked very briefly about how pretty Forza Horizon 4 is going to look like on the Xbox Series X. I don't even know how I'll survive it. Like, I'll probably fall over with happiness. Because it's really pretty on a launch xbox one it's gorgeous on a, a gorgeous on an game. xbox one x let me tell you i would absolutely imagine so this is one of those things where if you're looking for something pretty to play and you're like you know what i'm gonna get it we'll have it in the living room it'll be there waiting for us you want to yes. experience it you're gonna have pretty stuff to play it's just unfortunately not going to include halo no it is not going to include halo infinite specifically so yeah. Sure, but something to consider about Forza Horizons 4 is that it will be cycling out of Xbox Game Pass soon, and it's on mega sale right now. So, I thought it was three. three. Oh, it was three, three that was cycling out. Oh, got it. I thought it was four. It's no, a good thing three, that I have Mike to cor- correct me. It's the I would have got you because uh, it's because three is the one in Australia. That's the it's that's the one right, in Australia yeah. that's going. Right, and it's mainly because it of car licensing. This oh, for sure. Grab it's like it's car licensing, it's music licensing, it's, it's all right. of it. It's like I'm, I'm 100% on. Sure you can get it on disc. Yeah. Oh, you can. It's 25 bucks on disc. Yeah, that's theft. Yeah, a little bit. So that's a beautiful games, game, too. Yeah, they all kind of play, quote unquote, the same. They're all just different places, different experiences, all very pretty. Yeah. Arcadey. Like car games. Yes, arcadey racing games. So that's that's the Halo stuff. We're going to play Halo next year. What do you think? think Do you think they're pushing it to the spring, or do you think they're pushing it to next holiday? Next holiday. Thank you. It'll give them enough time to really flesh out any multiplayer, but I am am anticipating a full-year delay. A full year. It's gonna look gorgeous. It's gonna look absolutely beautiful. And I'm I'm so I'm so excited because Ready Player Mom After Dark, we've been playing Halo in preparation to get us to uh, Halo Infinite. So we're time. not gonna stop doing that. We're still gonna be playing Halo. We're starting Halo two this Sunday. So got some time got to some time. Uh, finish up all those Halos. Let's you talk about it. Nintendo. I'm oh, very excited we? to talk about Nintendo because we need some oh. good news. Wouldn't you know it? If you trap a bunch of Nintendo fans in their house across the world, they buy Nintendo games. Gosh, they, do they ever? Do they ever? So I'm not going to go into deep, deep detail like I did on, on Virtual Economy because we dove in. What I'll do is I'll pull out some very specific pieces that stuff. I think will... Yeah, the fun stuff. stuff. So what I will say is profits at Nintendo were up 6 Hundred percent year which, over. By year. the way, which by the way is a lot. I know. Yes. Sure, if, you're, if you're listening, you hear up six hundred percent. You think, oh, that's no, that's a lot. No, it's this a is, lot. 
This is just bananas numbers. That's what I put the show notes, by the way. I said their sales numbers are bananas. They are unbelievably bonkers. Like you will normally see anywhere between like, oh, look at how we did. We got like, look at like, we we increased year over year, like 40%. Like, look how great this is. Like, we're really excited for our shareholders. And then you see something like this where it's like, yeah, our profits after taxes were up a staggering sixfold year over year. So just as a, as a, um, as a primer year over year means that you are comparing this quarter this year versus this quarter last year and how things were looking. So that's what year over year or year on year means. So that's huge. Now, Steve, could you guess which game is driving Nintendo forward right now? I don't have to guess because I know. But it's, it's Animal Crossing New Horizon, which is absolutely, the, which is in four months of sales, the second best selling Switch game, meaning life to date. Yes, it's insane. The only game that has sold more than it is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which yes. is largely untouchable. What is it? Twenty two million copies of of uh, not Assassin's Creed. Very different game. Of Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing New Horizons sold since March. 22.4 million units. There is no loss of momentum at all. And it is one of the greatest contributors to Nintendo's software bottom line. Another piece that I picked out, and this one I think our audience might find interesting. Normally business folks only talk about things like attach rates. So it talking about like how many console owners will have purchased a copy of a specific game, like which percentage life to date that looks like. 36% of Switch owners around the world have a copy of Animal Crossing New Horizons. 36%. That's yeah. a huge chunk. It's yeah. not Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 101% attach rate. But that was But it's huge. That was for a little while. It was only for a little while because it was a launch title. Mm-hmm. It was and, a, it was a launch title. And now, you know, it's it, it Animal Crossing is beating it. Animal right? Crossing is beating it absolutely. So there have been, you know, there were some issues. The reason why we were we've been seeing some some problems in the Switch supply chain and why we're why it's so hard to find a Switch right now because it's really popular is also because um, manufacturing had been really difficult because of COVID because they weren't able to procure the parts that they needed to manufacture the Switch. But things are starting to pick up now and they're starting to get back to normal. So the last thing that we'll talk about is we will talk about how this is this is just bananas. So we'll talk about how many switches were sold mm-hmm. in the quarter. This is this is amazing. And then we'll talk about software and how so- how well software did as well. So hardware and software sales both had a steep, steep incline this quarter. And hardware sales, so this is this is like the Nintendo Switch console itself saw a 5.68 million units moved over the quarter. 166.6% increase year over year. Yes, folks, that's a lot. I just it's want to clarify huge. in case you were curious. It's so big. It's so many switches that were sold. And software sales saw 50.43 million units 
year over year, which is a hundred and twenty three percent increase. So a lot of people were buying them some video games. A lot of people were buying them some video games, which again, if you want us to if you want to hear what some of those trends look like from some broader perspectives, we also talk about it from like Activision and EA and everything like that over on uh, virtual economy for our financial episodes. And the last thing I will say is that Nintendo the Nintendo Switch life to date has reached sixty one point four four million units total which is at the time that they stopped counting just short of the nintendo entertainment system you know that little gray box from back Mm -hmm. in the day but it is by now unless literally every uh, like somehow they they stopped counting and just switches stopped selling which i don't think is likely it is now the number two best-selling console in Nintendo history, which is insane. It's behind the Wii now. And so now it's just a matter of it's pinball numbers when you get to, like, the Wii and the PS2 and the PS4. Like, that's just pinball numbers. They're just selling things that no one should ever really be able to touch, but the the Switch is probably going to touch them because it's insane. Animal Crossing is going to continue to eat everyone else's lunch, which means that Nintendo is going to nom on everyone, period. Listen, we got to buy another one. Yeah. We have been looking for one for the general, uh, casually, for what, like a month, two months? Because she wants one so she can play Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Oh, my girl. Not have our children take it from her. And so she is, so we've been looking. Does she want a light? Well, originally she did, but then she was like, you know what? For the extra $100, and this is is the math, for the extra $100, we would get another dock, and we would get Mm -hmm. two more Joy-Cons. You know, it just becomes... Now, if if we were in a position where we just knew we were never going to be able to get a full switch, and You'd a light, light was all we could get, then of course she would get the coral one and she would love it. But we just did the math. The next you know what I mean? time that I see it, the next time that I see it on sale, just know. Please text me. Oh, but I will. But you know, it's just a matter of you know opportunity, right? And. A bunch of people are in that same boat. And guess what? Holidays coming. Just last month published our EFG Essentials, right? 25 super great games for for the Nintendo Switch. And it feels like everybody's been just buying that whole list <laughs> for every Switch they buy. It's been crazy, and this is a bit of a segue. Nintendo's killing it. They only have one more game on the radar for the rest of the year. What is it? And that is Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Ooh. So if you don't know what Pikmin is, Pikmin, this is going to sound real nerdy. Pikmin, Pikmin is, is a, great. It is a real-time strategy puzzle game where you play Olimar and he's a dude with a big nose in a spacesuit. He lands on a planet he's full a of pie. adorable. Lands on a planet full of these cute little plant critters and you go around and you solve puzzles. This game is first off it's gorgeous just the way that they do the art etc. This is a Miyamoto joint so you know it's going to be weird because he loves him some weird games. Of course. And yeah, you know what I'd love to see him collaborate with like Platinum <laughs> just once. No, those that would that's too powerful. It's no, too powerful. Just once. Just once. Head cannon. Can it's too powerful. That's <laughs> too powerful. And so it it was originally released on the Wii U which means no one played it. <laughs> True. I wanted to play it. I previewed it and I was like, this game looks awesome, but I don't want a Wii U. (laughs) As did many, many people because they are, you know, we love ours. But the thing is, (laughs) the Wii U suffered for not having any good games 
So that means that the only games on it are really, really good games. They were just like True. of them. And now they're slowly yeah. all being moved over to the Switch. They so are. This is a bundle that includes, there was some DLC. It includes mm-hmm. all that. You can play the entire game in co-op, which you could not do on the original version. They've redone all the controls because obviously there's no Wiimotes because uh, it had like a target aiming system that you use Wiimotes for on Pikmin Yeah, 3. I didn't love that. No, um, no, not many people did, which is, again, why no one bought it. And so the only downside is this is a game that came out on the Wii U. It's being ported. It is going to be a $60 game. They've added a lot of stuff to it. But my guess is that the vast majority of people who will be buying this did not play it before. And if you did play it before, then maybe pass on this one because the rest of us that didn't that <laughs> the rest of us that didn't play the original are basically getting a brand new game. And I can't wait. It is very cool. And it's coming out October 2nd of 2020. And that's it for Nintendo this year. It is. I mean, so far. I mean, we all know they're going to they have not done a direct. And I think it's entirely possible they won't do another one until next year. But they have proven that they don't really need to because Paper Mario was released in a just they just dropped a YouTube trailer. Just say, hey, Mm -hmm. check it out. New Paper Mario in August. And everybody was like, what? And we have new Pokemon DLC that has yet to be announced. So they could very easily just say, hey, we got this new thing and just drop a YouTube trailer. It's true. And they can get a, they can get away with that because they're Nintendo. And, and and like I was explaining this to to James, you know, Nintendo is going to do what Nintendo is going to do. They are in a position and have often been a posi- in a position where they are just a unique force in the game industry and they're going to be on their own schedules. They are going to do the things that they think are strategically most important versus paying attention to what everyone else is doing. They're like, we don't care what Sony and Microsoft are doing. That's not interesting to us. We're going to do what we're going to do. And if you don't like it, tough. And in this case, it's kind of paying off because they really don't I mean. Care. Yeah, like part it's of, hard to argue with five hundred or with what with six hundred percent. Yeah, six it's hard. It's hard to argue with that. So yeah, it was it it was pretty incredible. And like, look, they are attributing it to the global pandemic. They are all game companies are, are attributing not, these numbers are not sustainable. These are numbers are not sustainable. It's a windfall. And, what? They're they're starting to see like most game companies are starting publishers specifically like the AAA publishers are starting to see um, their numbers are gonna are gonna start coming back down to earth everywhere except for the United States because the United States is the only real holdout in terms of the global pandemic in terms of like how things are being handled. Yeah, uh, which is a thing. And probably the topic of many other shows that are not this one. So it's it'll be interesting to see. And obviously we will be around on the EFG show or on this podcast to talk about all of those announcements. There were a bunch of other little ticky tacky things that we'll we'll probably back clean up next week because we really did just kind of throw what happened over the last three weeks in the Internet for video games. And we're like, wow, that was a lot. Sure and then we did the lot. thing. And then we did the thing. So speaking of doing the thing, Amanda, would you believe me if I told you that that was episode 227 of the Engage Family Gaming Podcast? I would absolutely believe you because I thought it was 228. So <laughs> hey, hold on. Let's check. No, 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 no. You're probably right. You're probably right. I'll check. 
Because now I'm doubting everything. Oh my goodness, oh no. it is. It's 228. <gasps> I remembered. You're absolutely right. It is 228 of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. So yes, I would I, I would absolutely believe you that this is the case. <laughs> In fact, true. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed listening as much as Amanda and I enjoyed recording. This has been the first time she and I have been able to talk in a couple of weeks, so I'm glad you guys were there for us to be to kind of share that experience with the two of us. Banter! Some witty banter. We caught up on some news. We all got a little bit smarter because Amanda told us some of the business stuff. If you want to get real crazy into the weeds, listen to her talk to Mike. He's smarter than me, so the two of them, like, really get down. So, <laughs> the... Uh, so... Everyone, give yourself a wonderful week, and we will be back next week to talk about something. I'm not sure yet. My head is kind of stuck. But until then, Swiss cheese. So until next time, don't forget to get your family game on. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Music for the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast is Android Sock Hop by Kevin McLeod. An audio production by Six Pack Nerds Productions.